We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. This is the Bart Winkler Show. It's the Friday, March 24th edition, 2023. A light slate of NBA games on Thursday night, of course, much of us watching the Sweet 16. Anyhow, but I do want to bring up uh, the Phoenix Suns because if I was on CBS Sports Radio this weekend, unfortunately, I am not, but I will return. WrestleMania weekend. I'm on in the day on Saturday and then Sunday. WrestleMania weekend, not this coming weekend, but the next. And I may do a WrestleMania show. Uh, I'll do a, I don't know. A lot, lots to work out. I got, I got a lot of time where I just sit on my ass. So I just have to figure out uh, when I'm going to get off my ass. All right. So the Phoenix Suns, if I was on CBS Sports Radio, short story long, if I was on CBS Sports Radio this weekend, I think one of the main things I would be talking about is how I'm crossing the Suns off my list of a team that I can think uh, to take to win the NBA Finals. I would, cr- I would cross them right off my list. And before, I put them as the favorite with the trade for Kevin Durant. And maybe when Kevin Durant comes back, I'll, I'll reevaluate once again. But right now, the Suns are in this place that is not good for anybody. And it starts with Monty Williams. I can't, I can't tell you how many nights before I'm going to bed, scrolling online, and the Suns, you know, play out west, so a lot of late games. Some of the last things that I see online are Monty Williams upset about this decision. Monty Williams upset about the refereeing tonight. I don't understand how one team can have 23 free throws and one can have 46. I mean, that's just what happens sometimes. I, I don't know what to tell you, Monty. So they played the Lakers the other night. The Suns did 46 to 20 was the free throw disparity. And Monty, uh, where do you see a game with 46 free throws for one team? It's just not right. I don't care how you slice it. It's happening to us too much. Our bench had no free throws. Doesn't matter what team it is. Chris Paul gets in the mix and says, uh, we got a guy in Booker who goes to the rim night in night out. You don't see the same calls. It's crazy. Some of the crazy, uh, some of the officials, you can't even approach them. Booker then jumps on that says, like Chris says, I watch these games every night. So I understand what's going on. I understand the agendas that are being pushed and trying to get that out of my head to go out there and compete. What, why are the Suns playing victim? 
Oh, I would have such a good time with this on CBS, on national radio. I would rile up whatever Suns fans are out there. I don't know if we're on in Phoenix. I know that we're on in New Mexico, Vegas, California. So, and there's got to be some Arizona stations. But I would just, I would just harp on the Suns until somebody called in to yell at me, and then by the end of the call, I'd get them to agree with me. What are they doing? The Phoenix Suns are paper on paper the most talented team in the West. They are the best team in the West. They should come out of the West. And they probably will. But they're too soft to beat the Bucs, man. They're too soft to win an NBA Finals. Chris Paul thinks there's narratives against him. Buddy, do you remember when you were in the Finals and the entire NBA was rooting for you? The entire NBA all wants to see Chris Paul win a championship. And they still do. Kevin Durant is like a mercenary going from different teams that are good enough but just need a Kevin Durant to win it. And nobody's mad at him this time because it's you guys. Because it's the Suns. Everybody makes a pass for the Suns. So sorry. Sorry you played the Lakers and they got to the line better than you did. Look, sometimes that just happens. Okay? We don't we don't need to be we don't need to be calling conspiracy after every single loss. Sometimes you just lose. And Monty Williams has done this multiple times. He did this against the Bucks. I just don't understand why this is the tactic that they want to take. Unless it's long game, complain about it now, come to playoffs, you know, we'll be the we'll be the team that that gets the calls because they'll be extra uh, careful when watching us. But it's just it's so unbecoming. And every night it's the same thing. The Suns right now uh, sit around the four seed in the NBA, depending on what the Clippers did late last night in the NBA Western Conference, that is. Uh, Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, and then you've got a bunch of teams within like three games of each other all the way from all the way from four to 12. So it's very competitive in the West. Bucks still holding pretty good in the East with the uh, two and a half game lead up on Boston and three up on Philly. Neither of those teams, any of those teams in action last night. The Bucks still have uh, 10 games left this weekend in Utah tonight and then Saturday against Denver. And uh, this will all be, you know, fascinating to watch it play out, but I, I still think out West, I, I, I said Suns, Warriors, and, and Lakers. And those teams that I say, as I'm talking to you, sit at 4, 6, and 10. Maybe the Grizzlies write the ship and figure it out. I guess I could see that now with Ja being back. You know, the Kings just don't play defense, so I don't know what you do about that. Uh, the Nuggets, I think they'll collapse. You know, it's one thing in the regular season when people are playing 60% defense. Jokic can just terrorize everyone, but... Uh, once people start attacking him, then it's going to be an issue. You can probably get him in foul trouble early. Uh, yeah, Jokic just does not. I, I just the Nuggets don't mean anything to me. If the Nuggets make the finals, then I don't know basketball. I don't know ball, and I think I know ball, but I guess I don't know ball. Uh, the Nuggets will not make the finals. The Grizzlies will not. The Kings will not. Ah, the Grizzlies like. Maybe outside, maybe could. The Suns probably will. The Clippers, I guess, could. The Warriors have a good shot. The Timberwolves won't. The Thunder won't. The Mavs definitely won't. And the Lakers could. 
So that's that's me knowing ball out west. And I'm more fascinated to talk about the West because uh, it is more compelling. Right now, once you get past the playing games in the East, you know, the West playing games could be like Lakers, Warriors again, or Kyrie and Luka against the Thunder or something. Out East, it's going to be the Bulls and the Raptors and the Hawks and the Heat. All these teams are like a shell of what they were two, three years ago, outside the Bulls who typically are underperforming so bucks in action tonight friday night maybe pop a gummy too maybe maybe pop a gummy for every minute that thanasis plays well you want to pop a gummy so maybe every minute that marjan plays ah crap well maybe every minute that uh, i don't know who else gets in there just take one enjoy it enjoy the night enjoy the weekend these gummies i'm talking about of course come to you directly to your house from happyplacehemp.com. You can go to Muskego, check them out, see the big sign, Elevated Hemp Solutions, Happy Place Hemp. I believe they do have a Go Pack Go sign in their window as well, uh, if I'm not mistaken. You guys will have to correct me. Rob and Chris over there, right across from Maddie's if you've ever been, but it's in Muskego, actually. Happy Place Hemp is Maddie's is in New Berlin. One of those weird lines. But it's easy to get. Uh, you can stop in, meet the guys. They'll give you 25% off when you tell them about the show. They're always great every time I'm in there and somebody comes in. They're like, oh, how'd you hear about us? And uh, people always say uh, 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 Drew and KB. But it's fine uh, because sometime I'll be in there and I'll get someone in there saying Bart Wiggler show as I'm in there. But you can also use the code BART for 25% off. 25% off every order at happyplacehemp.com. The CBD, CBNs, THC. They've got the THC free. They've got a bunch of different stuff that you can use. And it'll help you relax, sleep, feel better, feel good, all that stuff. And the best part is you get to experiment a little bit. Get a sampler pack, get a small order, see what you like, get a bigger order. 25% off every single order that goes through. And they send it to your house, uh, free shipping, and discreetly as well. Happyplacehemp.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, I do have some voicemails to play. Want to hear some voicemails? I, I first need to get this take out into the world. Marquette and Wisconsin is the worst rivalry in sports. It is the absolute worst. It's a rivalry with two little brothers. Now, you would think that Wisconsin's the big brother because they're the state school and Marquette's the 
private school and Wisconsin's got football and Marquette hasn't in 60 years. But they're really both the little brother because they both act like the little brother at all times. What we're doing right now is pathetic. What would you rather have? A run to the NIT where you get to the final four? Or would you rather go to the NCAA and get bounced in the second round? Fine question to ask, but the answer is 100% the NCAA. You don't play all season to go to the NIT. But if you get to the NIT, play it out. Have fun. Enjoy it. It's competition. It doesn't matter that you guys didn't make the tournament. Here's 16 more teams. Go ahead and compete. See what happens. It's fun. And if you win, you just won a 16-team tournament. Congratulations. It's good. Marquette can still say they had the better season, no matter how far Wisconsin goes. But here's the thing that bothers me. Here's the thing that bothers me. Wisconsin fans clown Marquette for losing in a tournament they didn't make. And now Marquette fans are going to clown the Badgers no matter what the outcome is. If the Badgers win the NIT, Marquette fans will say, hey, way to go. You're number 69 in the country. You guys still stink. And then if they lose in the NIT final, let's say, oh, you couldn't even win the NIT? It's just so hypocritical. These, these fan bases always attack each other and thrive in each other's despair but then they only play once a year and when they play once a year everyone's like oh no that didn't count marquette and wisconsin played at the beginning of the year wisconsin won and now four months later that should that's the only like talking point the only thing you should be celebrating in this rivalry is when you beat each other or if you get a recruit from someone else or if hey, maybe the badgers want shaka smarty goes to marquette that's the only time when you're in direct competition this other stuff where we're, you know, celebrating each other's demise, it's just little brother stuff. It is little brother stuff. Wisconsin fans, you don't need to root against Marquette in the NCAA tournament. You don't hate them that much. Who cares? Let them do whatever. Marquette fans, stop taking joy when the football program does bad. It doesn't make any sense. You are attacking. It's like, it's like if I didn't have... How do I want to say this? It's like if I didn't have uh, any, I don't know. I, I was going to get kind of offensive there. Just don't attack someone for something that you don't have. They don't have a football team. Then the, the worst thing that's ever happened that I've ever seen, the worst thing I've ever seen is when Marquette fans, remember when Melvin Gordon broke the rushing record? Marquette fans then celebrated that the next week it got broken. So Melvin Gordon had like 400 yards in a game. And then the next week it was broken. And Marquette fans were like, ha ha. I mean, where is the logic in any of this? It really doesn't make any sense. And it's very upsetting and disturbing. So the rivalry, yes, it is a rivalry. When you play each other. And then the twisted thing is you play each other every year and whoever wins, you kind of need that other team to win more. So you look better when it comes to seeding time. It's just, it's so much, it's so much discourse back and forth for teams that play two hours a year. It's just, it's just too much. It's too much. I'm a Marquette fan. Oh, I hate seeing Badgers on Sunday and people get all happy. What do you, what, I don't know what to tell you. You don't have a football team. 
I, I literally don't know what to tell you. That's why you hate Badgers basketball? Because the Badger football team plays 10 weeks a year? Who cares? God, it is the dumbest rivalry. Or at least the way it's... I just hate it so much. I hate it. 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. This is the number for the Carl's Place voicemail line. I've got a few on the Packers. I've got a few on the Brewers and baseball. I'll get into the baseball ones first. Again, these voicemails brought to you by Carl's Place. 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. 2278. Carl's Place has golf simulators. You can check those out. Tax returns are coming. Head to Carl's Place, carlovet.com backslash Bart. Or just go to bartwinklershow.com. All right, this is from Patty. Patty wants to talk a little baseball. Patty. Good morning, Bart. It's Patty. Long time, no call. I wanted to just um, call and take a minute to touch on the World Baseball Classic. Last night um, was the final USA versus Japan. I'm calling on Wednesday morning. And um, I know you've had some callers with some takes regarding the WBC, and I've seen it all over Twitter, uh, you know, old angry men that are upset because their favorite star player on their baseball team got injured. And there was like a point where I felt similar to that, especially when I did hear about um, the injury to um, Edwin Diaz. But I read an article about the WBC where they interviewed, they talked to five different players representing five different countries, and they asked them, in the scheme of the World Series versus the World Baseball Classic, how important is the WBC versus a title versus a World Series title? And with the choices were, um, I value it more, I value it the same, or I value it less. And all five of the people that they interviewed said that they valued it either uh, more or the same. And I think that it's just such, you know, a testament to the pride that these guys have for their countries. If you think about countries like Japan, for instance, and um, the Latino guys representing Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Cuba, Mexico, Baseball is huge there, so for them to win a championship for their country on their jersey means the world to them, and they're playing with and against guys that they normally never would, so um, props to a great WBC. Last night's game was incredible. Um, It was Goosebumps, Otani versus Trout, full count, ninth inning, one-run game. It literally does not get better than that. Unless, of course, the Brewers were in Game 7 and winning the World Series. But that came a really close second. So um, props to a great, great series. And for those who couldn't enjoy it, I just feel really bad for you. Um, But anyway, and then Devin Williams, just want to touch on him really quick. Super impressed. I like the practice of him getting in these really high leverage situations. I think it will serve him well this season. I'm hoping it will serve him well. So, Anyway, what a great uh, what a great series, and I look forward to it again in five years. So you guys have a great day. Take care. Patty, you won't have to wait that long coming back in 2026. 
So I think they're trying to go every three years with this competition. I think I think the, the, a couple of big things out of the World Baseball Classic from the people who didn't like it crowd. Uh, as someone who hates a lot of things, me, you tend to hate what you don't understand, or everybody else seems to enjoy, and you're not you're not picking it up, so you hate it. Maybe that's why I hate Big Bang Theory, although it is bad. And maybe that's why I hate Quick Trip culture, because while I love Quick Trip, I'm not a part of Quick Trip culture. So maybe that's why I hate something is because somebody else likes it. That's why when uh, I, I Dave Matthews, I know a lot of people hate him because a lot of people like them. But he was a guy like I, I had his first album. I thought Dave was great. And then like Dave culture happened. I was like, hey, this is weird. So then I got out of Dave for a long time. Uh, and then I then I like Dave Matthews again. Uh, so that's like a dumb example. But I just think that sometimes people are like, oh, I don't understand this. I didn't get into this. And it does go so quick. And all of a sudden, you may not know about it. You're watching other stuff. You're watching. And then on a random Tuesday night, it's like biggest game of all time. You're like, what's happening here? So maybe that's why some of these people are mad at it. With the injury thing, I can understand if you're a Mets fan and you're mad that Edwin Diaz got hurt. I can understand that. But you can't prevent injuries from happening. The, the, the amount of vitriol that came to the World Baseball Classic for Edwin Diaz gets hurt. Nobody has that for spring training. You saw Gavin Lux go down. Just on Thursday, you saw Reese Hoskins go down. You saw Reese Hoskins go down on a non-contact injury in spring training. So what are you supposed to do? It's like, well, they don't let him play in the World Baseball Classic. Okay. Well, then don't let him play in spring training. Don't let him play. Don't let him play. Only, like, saran wrap these guys until the playoffs or until meaningful baseball games. These guys got to play. And injuries are going to happen, and we know that, and they're terrible. But they are going to happen. So to try to cancel the World Baseball Classic. And and what are we doing? This is what my big point on baseball has been. With some of these rule changes and with the World Baseball Classic, this is like the first March in years where the vibes around baseball are good. Every year we come into the baseball season bitching about Manfred, hating the game, hating the changes, hating the lockout, hating the salaries. We actually got to talk about baseball we're talking about baseball. We got a Otani Trout moment that will be like replayed forever. 98% of the TVs in Japan tuned into that moment. 5 million people watching it in the States on FS1, which I got to get to in a minute too. And, and, and these guys, it matters to them and it's opportunity. And it's, it's just, it's just fun. It's just a fun tournament. That that matters. So I don't see why we have to have a problem with that. Again, if you if you want to improve it, there's ways to improve it. I think spring is the perfect time for it because then you will get teams, you know, pressuring their guys maybe not to play uh, in the regular season if you take a two week break or something. But you know, play play it out. I think we're not used to like in European soccer these teams. You could have a team playing in the uh, like an England team. You could have a team playing. In the Champions League, you could have a team playing in the Premier League. They could be playing in the FA Cup. There could be another tournament they're in. There's a lot more than just the one prize across other sports, but for us, usually there's not. So we have a hard time dealing with it. And we want, like, the way that these guys got hurt, for some reason, we, st we still, this goes back to All-Star Games, if Edwin Diaz got hurt jumping up and down, if the NL beat the AL, would we be mad? No. Would we say ban all-star games? I promise you we wouldn't because we'd be happy that the all-star game mattered something again. Well, guess what? It doesn't. 
the World Baseball Classic does. And it's good for baseball that it does because it's got people excited about the game again. And I think that is a very, very positive thing. People are talking about baseball games, which baseball, when when you can get people to talk, there's so many other things to talk about in baseball. You got to get them to talk about the games. That's the best for the sport. The final was on FS1. There are a few games throughout the tournament on Fox. Uh, there were some on FS1, including the final. People acted like they couldn't find it. Guys, it's very easy to find FS1. Uh, it's very easy to find every channel. You just uh, go to your TV guide and look until you find it. Or you like go to Google and say, what channel is FS1 on DirecTV? And then, and then you find it. It's pretty easy. Now, I know that there's some games on Facebook and YouTube sometimes. Seems like you figure those out. You can find where uh, Judge Janine Pirro is on the weekends. You can find where Yellowstone is on Sunday nights. Why can't, why can't you find FS1? Why is it that hard? It's not like it's on FS2, which is just as easy to find. FS2, type it in. No, I found it. It's like we want to turn on the TV and have the TV just take us to whatever we want. There should be a dedicated channel to Roger and West Dallas, where when he turns it on, he should be able to watch what he wants. It should just know. It's ridiculous. The amount of people complaining about FS1, a channel that's been around for a decade now, that has been around for the playoffs, that you know to turn to for baseball. All of a sudden, we're pretending like we can't find it. So, so dumb. All right, got Brett Intosa with a voicemail, 402-915-BART on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Talking some brewers. Hey, Bart. Uh, catching up on shows tonight and a couple things from your, your brew show the other day. Uh, one, your page sporadic directed at one person. I really thought I knew where you were going with that. Um, I think that's Chuck Freeman. I think Chuck already got his ticket for that game. Uh, guy loves golf, loves women. Um, Chuck is definitely going to have a page sporadic bobblehead. Uh, I know you you made a, a reference in there to, to not be mad at you. I, I completely agree with pretty much everything you guys said. Um, I know everyone thinks I'm a Brewers homer and thinks they're going to win the World Series every year. I've picked since twenty since the 2012 season. I've picked the Brewers to win the division two times, and I was wrong both times. Um, I I think they're going to be good this year. I think they have a chance, but I I don't I don't I think there's a, just too many question marks, and obviously the Cardinals have the horses in the lineup. I'm not going to pick them to win the division. I, I I think their ceiling might be higher than the Cardinals just because of all the prospects they have. But I completely agree with you. I mean, the first the first two three months is going to be huge for what they do going forward. If, like, like you said, if, if they're not in the hunt come July, they're not going to have a choice, and they're going to have to have to trade Burns. And then I was just, I was optimistic they could sign Woody and or Adamas, but every day that goes by, I'm, I'm losing hope. So maybe all three of them are gone August 1st. I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to have a solid season and be in contention. Um, but I, I've got no issue with everything you said. I think you guys are spot on. And then lastly... The Craig Council thing, I think Tim hit it on the head. I, I'm i really concerned about that. I think he's pretty much good as gone. I think you, you talked about how everyone in the front office says they want him. I don't think Council's leaving the organization. I don't think he's leaving Milwaukee, but I think he's going to hang it up and probably go back into a front office sort of role, and I, I think that's going to have a huge impact on the Brewers going forward, so concerned about it. Uh, look forward to talking Brewers with you in the next couple of weeks. Thanks, Bart. Yeah, so where I'm thinking with the Brewers at this point in terms of shows is definitely after day games, like in that four o'clock, five o'clock, I'll do shows. 
uh, Brewers opening day against the Cubs on March 30th, and the Bucks at the Celtics that night. Little double dip. Uh, opening day on the third. This I think this is going to be the first opening day in eight years I don't go to in a working capacity. I'll have to talk to Shay to see if we want to crash the parking lot or something. Uh, otherwise, I'll just stay back and, and do a show after, but I don't know. I guess I could still try to get credentialed back channel CBS, but I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. It's one of those weird things. It's like showing up to a wedding for someone you weren't invited to, but you're, you're, you you think you should be invited, but you also don't know. Like you got to save the date, but then you didn't get the wedding invite. We did that. We fucked up. We fucked up bad. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, opening day. So, yeah, I'll do those. But I don't know. Then there's a lot of games where the Bucks and Brewers have games. Now, there are some nights where because I got busy. I got busy summer coming up. Okay. I got some CBS shifts coming up. I got uh, forward Madison FC games to do. Okay. The PA for them. So uh, just stay. Just stay tuned, guys. Just stay tuned. I, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. OmahaSteaks.com. I'm bringing that up right now because I forgot the other thing I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I remember. But OmahaSteaks.com, $30 off at checkout. Get your promo code in there at checkout. OmahaSteaks.com. Weather's getting nicer, so now's the time you want to do it. I got the over-unders for home runs for the Brewers. Roddy Telez, over-under total home runs, 28 and a half. Okay. Willie Adamas, 27 and a half. All right. William Contreras, 20 and a half. You guys are going to like William Contreras a lot. Christian Yelich, home run, 17 and a half. No, it's just 17. 17. The over-under on Christian Yelich, 17 home runs, which would put him at about $1.4 million per home run he hits. I mean, when he signed that big deal, we thought we were getting him for $102 million cheaper. Now, if that contract was $100 million less, it would be more justifiable. Oh, this guy's going to be on the Brewers' payroll through like 2050, the way that they have spread it out. You're telling me he can't get 17s, the over-under? That's rough. So we'll have to see what happens there. But if you think if you think Yelich is going to have a decent year and, and get more than 17 home runs, then uh, – and take that bet. I'm looking at myself on YouTube. I've got a few scars on my eyes from a car accident I was in in sixth grade, and I think I can see them today. You can't really always see them because I was in a car accident in sixth grade where glass shattered through the van window, and there were shards of glass like at three different places stuck in my face they had to remove. And and the, one of the first responders comes up and goes, this kid's got glass in his eye. So I thought I was going to lose an eye. But now I just have scars that I can barely see. Or maybe that's just something on the computer screen. But uh, anyway. And so I did. This is a great this is a great thing that I use. If I ever play like two truths and a lie or fibbage or whatever. My go-to one is always, I've had plastic surgery done because I have. 
They did it. They had to do a little plastic surgery around my eyes. So, because you look at me and you're like, you had plastic surgery. Either you got it for like $10 in an alley or it was uh, the worst plastic surgery ever done. Or like you used to look great. And now you look bad. <laughs> like you, you look too good that you got a face reduction. You got, you, you look bad now. You look too hot and you couldn't handle it. You wanted to live life as a normal person. So you got fat red beard coach bud plastic surgery. Uh, a couple more voicemails here. I got one from John and Franklin. Good to hear from John. Latest that I saw on Rogers, because I think these are where the voicemails take us, is that Adam Schefter said the Packers want a first. They should want a first. And a second and a third. If the Jets really think that the that their team's a Rogers away from a Super Bowl, then give them everything. Packers. Don't budge. Don't budge. Milk the Jets for all they're worth. They want them. You don't. Milk, milk, milk. Milk them. Jets are going to try to put this arbitrary. I'm not even looking at any mock trade that has anything to do with this year's draft. I don't care. I don't, I don't need it. Give me your first, second, third next year. Really put the screws on them. But the Packers have to trade before the draft. Why does everyone think that? They have to trade. Would it be better? That's debatable. Why does everyone think they have to do it? Really bothers me. If you can tell. Here's John and Franklin, Carl's Place voicemail line. Morning, everybody. This is John and Franklin checking in. It's been a minute, but frankly, most of the takes I wanted to give would be stale and late to come. So I've been holding back on some of them. Um, couple of thoughts thank god for the milwaukee bucks as a wisconsin sports fan i have some refuge i have some hope and it all lies with the bucks and uh i'm very thankful to have that team as my basketball team i just heard your take party on uh the aaron Rodgers trade situation and i am 100 percent with you Aaron Rodgers is not quarterbacking the Packers this season coming up under any circumstances. So we've moved on. Whether he's on the team or not, I don't care. And I'm all for them taking whatever time they need to not allow the Jets to have their cake and eat it too. There needs to be some pain and not just monetary. We need to get some draft capital back. And I'm on board with them holding out. I don't care. If they don't make the deal, hold them out and keep them on the team. This season, to my mind, and to a lot of experts, isn't going to be a playoff year anyway. Still a chance to see Love play, figure out what we have and what we don't have with him. And frankly, if it doesn't go well, set ourselves up with a good high draft pick next season when all these other quarterbacks that are supposed to be highly rated coming out. We have some refuge in the event that love doesn't pan out. If he pans out, wonderful. Or, you know, shows a lot of promise. But there's a lot of value there. I'm in no hurry. Decisions already been made. Packers know what they got to do. You know, 
do defense, take your time, try to get that first round pick because I, I I can't imagine giving away a Hall of Famer for anything less. I'm out. Yeah, and if you want a first round pick and the Jets aren't going to give you one in 2023, well then get it in 2024. And unless your worry is, well, Rogers is going to take the Jets to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think the Jets are any better than what were they when Favre was there, nine and seven. Rodgers will have a game where he like looks as good as ever. You know, he'll have a couple months. He might even win Player of the Month for a little bit. But I don't, I don't expect him to like. I mean, the AFC is tough. The NFC, not a playoff team. Everyone's a playoff team. Everyone's got the chance to be a playoff team with how bad the NFC situation is. Jordan Love, by the end of the season, could be a top-three quarterback in the NFC. Could be. Pass there. Who else? Name three better. I mean, it's 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 Jalen Hurts and then who? Derek Carr? Kirk Cousins? A bunch of, a bunch of teams that are stuck in this purgatory of we're not getting an elite quarterback, but we don't want to get worse, so let's just wrap up this guy. Geno Smith? Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford. These are all teams that are like quarterbacks, not a need, but they would, they would also, they would also trade for a better one in a heartbeat if they had the opportunity to. So Jordan Love could take this team to the playoffs, but again, just very, very much reiterating. I'm not playing on the, Hey, I want this from the Jets. I'm not looking at, I want Jermaine Johnson. Oh, I want Elijah Moore. I don't want this trade to get done until the summer. I want the Jets to get so desperate, they just say, fine, take it. Here, take what you want. We got to get this done. I just, it's so fascinating, isn't it? Everyone thinks the Packers have to get it done. Why? They're the one with the asset. And they have a quarterback anyway. They don't have to do anything. There's no roster bonus that hits till the first... Week of the year. But then, yeah, you've got, you got to get something done if you want to trade him. Or what's the worst case? He's going to retire? Oh, no. Boo-hoo. The problem went away on its own. Wham. He's still going to cost you a shitload towards the camp anyway. It's not like it's not going to cost you. You may not be directly paying him, but it's not like it's not going to cost you. It's just it's wild to see how how desperate NFL media is to get this trade through and also how the Packers are the bad guys because they didn't do it already. But Rogers said he wanted, yeah, well, the shit ain't working no more. He's not our quarterback. doesn't matter what Rogers said. We don't, we don't bow to that anymore. Okay. It's your problem now. I got Brandon from Shorewood who, uh, Hey, you guys call and agree with me. That's great. I think this might be another one. My uh, dad friend at the park. Hey, Bart. Brandon from Sherwood Con. Hey, man, I, I could not agree more with what you said. What is the rush for the Packers? There, there is no rush. There is no rush at all. And if the compensation, everyone says the compensation is not that far off, right? Like, they're not that far off in compensation. Why would the Packers give the Jets permission to go to California, wine and dine Rogers, they then get Lazard, if the compensation is not that far off, then it's on the Jets to make this happen, not on the Packers. And if it goes past the draft, then so be it. Like, the Packers 
I think we kind of know what the Packers are next year, right? We're expecting love to learn the offense. We're expecting love to learn how to be a leader, to be the quarterback of this team, to get rapport with Watson and Dubs and Torre. Like, next year isn't all into the Packers. And at some point, push will come to shove for the Jets. Like, and at some point, Rodgers is going to go to the Jets and say, look, I've got Hackett. I've got Lazard. I've got Garrett Wilson. I've got Bruce Hall. I've got Hardman now. I can get more out of Mims and Conklin. Like, he he can say, this is more weapons than I had for many years in Green Bay. Oh, and by the way, we have a kick-ass defense with Gardner. Like, at some point, Rodgers will be like, just give them what they need, whatever they're asking for. And it's not going to be over the top. So I'm with you, man. Like, wait us out. It's not Bush League. It's not petty. It's simply just doing the right thing as a GM and as an organization and saying, look, we can wait until you guys meet what we are asking. And if it's not that far off, then it's on you guys. And we're not going to be all public and bash and hold, we're not holding anybody hostage, but we can afford to wait and we should wait. And I completely agree. Just wait this out. Eventually, the Jets are going to need to make the move. The only way this gets messy and weird and chaotic is if for some reason they say, screw it, Packers, we're going to get Lamar Jackson. Not going to happen, but that's the only way that it could backfire in the Packers. Otherwise, damn it, toe the line, wait it out. Yeah, so the Jets should start, the Jets should start doing that a little more. I mean, why is nobody leaking more Jets Lamar things? Put some pressure back on the Packers. You know, I mean, they're they're what they're what they're what they're waiting on right now is for everyone to bully the Packers into making a bad trade because they wanted to get it done. Then they're calling the Packers. They're saying the Packers are taking the Jets hostage. <laughs> what is here's the Packers, one of the great franchises in sports, who have to bow down to the mighty New York Jets who haven't won anything in 50 years. It is just wild. It doesn't make any sense. And I don't, I, I don't, I don't get it. I did tell you about Omaha steaks before $30 off. When you get the package, omahasteaks.com. You can also check that out at bartwinklershow.com. Thanks to my guys at sun and interactive. They helped me build the website. It is up to me now to put more things on there. If you have uh, submissions and things you want to publish on there, I'll take content for free. I mean, I don't care. I'll, I'll post anything. It's content. I got to get in the content biz. I've been so focused on my YouTube and my and my and my Blue Wire. I got to get into the the writing game. It's like full circle for me. Twenty years ago, I wasn't really working, and I had a blog, and I'm basically doing the same thing. Here we are. Bar Winkler Show, we'll uh, talk to you Sunday night. Oh, I'm sweating through this shirt. I might not put this one on YouTube. I can't find the right deodorant. I'll take deodorant suggestions. I almost got plastic surgery on my uh, pits. High school was so bad. It was so bad. I, I, I mean, I did bring two or three different shirts to school. Just sweat in my pits. And then it got better, but then my body like fought back against the deodorant and beat it. So now, like, no matter what deodorant I try, my body's just like, nope, you're sweating, bro. So that's fucking great.
So I'll take deodorant suggestions. Maybe I can turn that into a sponsor. All right. I'll talk Sunday night and then Monday night, the Bucks play the Pistons. We can talk then. NIT on Tuesday. I guess we'll have to talk then. Wednesday, Pacers, Thursday, opening day, Celtics. Gonna be a lot of lives next week. Till then, have a good weekend. I'm Bart Winkler. See you.